Welcome to the Real Time Storytime by Robert R. Ricks. We will get this thing started pretty soon. What I need for you guys right now is just to hold tight. We need to allow people to show up because this show is nothing without the viewers. You see, I require keywords or phrases that you will give me and I will craft a story based off these keywords. I have about two and a half minutes to create the story. And then after I create the story, I have to see if I got all of the keywords in, at least 10 of them. We try to have at least 10 to 14 keywords and I attempt to get all of them in, but if I can get at least 10, it's a good day. Now I know you guys are gonna have some really crazy ones. Now I do need to warn any new viewers, the existing crew that comes here on a regular basis are filthy, nasty motherfuckers with foul language. If the language is going to be a problem, you might want to check out now, because these stories, nine times out of ten, are extremely vulgar, sometimes violent, oftentimes very weird, sometimes funny. Alright, we'll get this thing started pretty soon. Hang tight. What's up, motherfuckers? It's your boy, Robert R. Ricks. It is Sunday, January 26th, 2020. 2020! Double crit, bitches. Um, so, Backwoods already stopped by and dropped off Peter and Puffer. I was asking if he wanted those uh, together or separate. <clears throat> I guess I'll keep those together since he said my word is Peter and Puffer. But uh, let me catch you guys up on what's going on here. So this is the real-time story time. We do this every Sunday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. 
And for you folks on the podcast, you guys get this later on after the fact, but this is actually a live show. So I have some folks that come in, they drop off some words um, or phrases, and then I make it my my mission to try to get those in a story that I make up with a couple of minutes to kind of prep and, uh, you know, get, get some things together. Uh, so obviously if you're on a podcast, you're just hearing things. You're not actually able to see all of this HD, beautiful quality. You know, you're not able to see this swaggy swag, cool, uh, evil dead shirt that I'm wearing or anything else, but you can see that by going to tacticalgeek.com and you can see what's going on over there. Uh, I try to put some stuff up there. I got some things now for The Expanse. So if you're a big fan of The Expanse, you might want to check it out over there. Uh, see some of those designs that's there. And that will be it. All right, so the ad stuff's out of the way. So with real-time story time, uh, the fans basically give me some keywords. I have some that have started up already. So let's go ahead and get this puppy started. Um, you know, I put a, put some words up. says, chat your keywords, followed with a special, special sound of... Please submit your words now. And then we put a little bit of background music. Kind of set the mood. So, my wife has provided me a keyword as well. Um, she wanted me to use the keyword recovery. So that's in there. And then Backwoods wanted Peter and Puffer. Peter and Puffer. Vixen has thrown in Necromancer. Okay. So, yakety yak. And I don't, you know, we're missing some of our normal, usual folks. So, as a precaution, I'm also going to get up a random, random words. Just in case. And what I will do is I will ask it for 10. Just to be on the safe side. Oh, the wifey wife is on here. Dungeon Master. Tadpole. Okay. Dungeon. Dungeon Master. Tadpole. So we got Recovery, Peter and Puffer, Necromancer, Dungeon Master, Tadpole. And we're missing a few other people, so. These generate random words, they're really boring. I'm trying to find some words that are a little bit more difficult. There was malicious. So I'll add in malicious. And if you guys want to throw any other ones in there, that's fine. Feel free. Uh, and we'll say addiction. 
decks. I need a couple more. So if I don't get any Abomination, Garrison. Okay, there we go. Garrison, and I think an Abomination. Ooh, that's a good one. Abomination. All right. That actually works. I'm just jotting some notes here. All right, so we got Recovery, Peter and Puffer, Necromancer, Dungeon Master, Tadpole, Malicious, Calamity, Addiction, Garrison, and Abomination. All right, good set of words here. So that's 10 of them. Now, basically, at this point, I have just, yeah, you know, a couple minutes to try to figure some stuff out here. And I kind of have an idea what I'm going to do. Recovery, Peter and Puffer, Necromancer, Dungeon Master, uh, Tadpole, Malicious, Calamity, Addiction, Garrison, and Abomination. And I'm going to dedicate this to, uh, I believe it was Fred Saberhagen. So, uh, what I have done is I've jotted some very loose notes, basically just names of characters and things of that nature. And uh, again, the keywords are Recovery, Peter and Puffer, uh, Necromancer, Dungeon Master, Tadpole, Malicious, Calamity, Addiction, Garrison, and Abomination. Okay? So, those are the keywords. So, basically, every time... I use one of those keywords uh, there will be a symbol that you know these words will flash on the screen for folks that are watching for you guys that are listening to the podcast you're just gonna have to remember the words uh, and that's 
just the way it is. It's just uh, the nature of the beast, right? So I'm going to hit this one more time. Take off my headset. And let's get this party started, right? Let's get this party started quickly. Okay. Here we go. It was going to be just another fun-filled night. Me and the guys heading over to Melissa's house to play a little Dungeons and Dragons. You know, a little D&D. &D. Some of the good stuff that we enjoy doing. I was a cleric. Gary was a thief. Shane was a warrior. And Danny was our mage. We weren't sure what campaign Melissa was going to put us through, but I had my hopes set really high. Last week's session was epic, to say the least. And of course, the resident cleric came through, came through in a clutch, saved the entire party, allowing our beastly warrior to slay the mighty dragon, and we were able to loot said beast it was very very exciting and most of the people were pretty much almost done but i had held back my most potent healing spells just in the nick of time the heals for the win we were going to start off this session by seeing all of the loot and all of the ill-gotten Fun shit. I was hoping and praying that I would get a protection ring, some kind of maybe a special amulet. Amulet recall would have just been perfect. Perfect. But whatever happened, happened. And I enjoyed the sessions because these guys were the closest I had to actual real life friends. I had found this session online on a website called meetup.com. And we had met a couple of times, and we all seemed to have an authentic love of the game. So, it allowed us to get comfortable with each other. And for the first four or five sessions, we played in the library, in the back room. And then finally, after Melissa felt safe with us, invited us to her place. Which would sound kind of fun and interesting, but she wasn't really our type and she kind of, in a roundabout way, told us none of us were really her type, if you catch my drift. Which didn't really matter. She was an awesome DM. We loved playing with her. The way she could bring the game almost to life never ceased to amaze me. I played with a lot of other DMs in the past, and they were good, but... She brought the art of being a dungeon master to a whole nother level. She was amazing. I showed up early, as I often did. And I knocked and I waited. And she opened the door with a big, bright, warm smile. Oh, Fred, it's good to see you. Come on, come on. Everything's already set up. We're just waiting for the others. Awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Oh, I bet. I bet. She led me back to the game room. It was authentically 
a game room. The table was made of a wood that had a had a sheer to it, a sheen to it, a beautiful warm glow. And notched and etched onto the surface of this table were cup holders, dedicated areas for our dice. I mean, it was amazing. There were other tables I had seen, some on the internet that had like TVs built into it, allowing the dungeon master to show, you know, animated this, animated that, grids, kind of more video game-ish than the old school pen and paper that we were used to. So we were all very thankful that she was indeed an old school DM. She would have parchment paper. She would have bags. She would have different props that always made the game that much better. I sat at the chair, which was mine. And I had my bag out and I pulled my favorite dice and I set everything up neatly. All from highest to lowest on my dice. Yeah, I'm a little quirky like that. But there was a method to my madness. I had dedicated set of dice for when I had to do attack rolls. And I had dedicated for saves, etc. It was just something that I did. Yes, I was a little on the weird side. But that was okay. I was okay. You might think that the way that I act and the way that I move towards this game would lend itself to some form of addiction and you wouldn't be incorrect in that assumption in that this game was my life. It really was. It saved my life, actually. Me and my brother had played for many years when I was a kid and later in life we had been in an accident which he died and I survived. Later on, my therapist would say I had survivor's guilt being that I was the one that was actually driving the car but as I lay there in recovery wallowing a friend of mine came and we would play a weird pocket form of Dungeons and Dragons and it would help me to work through some of my issues and ever since then me and Shane were inseparable. And I looked at my watch wondering where my friend was. It was at that moment I heard a gentle knock at the door. I could hear Melissa talking. And I heard Shane's voice and smiled. And he was with two others. Gary and Danny had also shown up. And they all came in at the same time. And we all laughed and cheered. They all took their position at the table. And Melissa smiled at us. All right, so uh, what's the deal? Gary said. He had a high-pitched, nasally, whiny kind of voice, which lended itself perfectly to playing a thief. I know, I know, stereotypical thinking of a thief as a whiny, mee, 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 but it, it worked with him, and we were glad he never chose a more serious role to play. Shane had decided a long time ago that his go-to was always going to be a warrior. I didn't mind playing a warrior. I thought that was a fun class to play, but there was something about being a cleric, something about coming through and saving your friends. Something that Shane pointed out aptly one day that 
he realized it was kind of a coping mechanism for me because I was unable to save my own brother. But in the game, at least, there was magnificent things that I could do. If your arm got chopped off, I had a spell for that. If you were dead, hell, I even had a spell for that, even though it was a difficult one. I had one. I could do things in the game that I could not do in real life. That was indeed a drug I was very happy to take on a regular basis. Shane met my gaze, nodded, smiled. Danny had his dice out. He had his four side and six side and he was flipping them in the air and catching them and dropping them on the table. He was ready for his fireballs and his dagger. I always wondered why he as a mage always led with throwing a dagger. We joked and said, dude, play a fucking thief. That's what thieves do. He would say, nah, it's my signature move. He kind of laughed. That's fine, I guess. Melissa took her position. She had her screen up. It was worn, made of leather. It actually had markings and grooves etched on its surface. We commented the first time we saw it that it was a, a very cool prop. Helped set the mood instantly. And it was really tall. It obscured most of her face. Only the top of her forehead and her hair were usually what we saw as she was very often leaning down, reading notes and planning, and her voice would come almost like stereo from all sides as she would describe the scenes to us. We loved the way she DM'd. Simple as that. All right, guys. We're going to do something a little bit different. You're still with the same characters, but... I'm just going to hand you sheets that tell you the gear that you got. We're not, going to, we're not going to waste any time with rolling for the loot. I did that the other night. We all looked at each other and shrugged. It didn't really matter. It sped the game up, allowed us to jump right in. Sounds good to me, I said. Yeah, more, more time for us to smash some skulls, Shane said as he popped a soda. I looked at him. Hey, man, you bring one for me? He tossed it in the air and I caught it, deftly. I waited for a second, tapped the top of it, popped it, chugged it. Ah, that's good. She handed us our papers, and I looked, and I was smiling. I had indeed found an amulet, one with a word of recall on it. I smiled. Dude, that's awesome. Shane looked at me. What? I got the amulet I've been hoping for. Dude, you got a word of recall? Yep. That's awesome. So, that will help you... What? Where are you going to set it? Well, I'm going to set it for the monastery, of course. That way, if any of you guys get really jacked up, I can just grab you, pop this thing, and boom! Drop you guys off. At least, save one of you. Shane laughed. Better be me. I'm the most important guy here. The rest of us all laughed. Melissa looked a little fidgety, a little nervous. You okay, Melissa? I asked. She nodded. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit complicated. This one is... This is going to be a rough one, guys. So you better get your characters prepared because this is going to be harder, I think. Oh, harder than a dragon? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Do we have a title on this one? She shook her head. No, 
We'll come up with title after the fact. Are you going to stream this one for the net? Nope. This is just us tonight. I'm not going to do any of this. We're not going to record it. I'm not even going to record the audio for the podcast. Hmm. Okay. The lights dimmed. We all looked at her. How'd you do that? It's on a timer. Oh. Okay. We heard her rolling something that glittered and clattered in the background behind the screen. Didn't quite sound like dice. Sounded more hollow. She smiled, met our gazes. I almost forgot, she said as she watched me and Shane chugging our sodas. What? I have something special for all of us as we play. Cool. She went in the back, came out. There were some brownies on the tray. They were steaming. They were gooey. They looked delicious. And then she also had a picture of something that was somewhat pink, but there was something in it that looked white. It had a shimmer to it. What is that? Well, I can tell you what it is real life, but it's much fun. It's more fun to say this is a magical elixir that will help us be alert and pay attention and keep diligent notes. As she said notes, she looked at Gary. What? What? Just because I'm the thief, I have to keep all the notes of where we're going and the doors that I picked and the locks in it? She's like, yes. Fine, fine, fine. I'll do that. Whatever. She chuckled. She poured each of us a glass. I noted that the glasses were not actually glass. They were more like mugs. They were ceramic in nature, but they had shapes similar to a glass, but they were smaller, bigger than a shot glass, smaller than a glass glass. And they were cold to the touch. <laughs> she poured one for herself, for all of us, and we all toasted. To the adventure! To the adventure! And we chugged it. It was delicious. It had a fruity begin and a very strong, bitter taste that came and quickly vanished. Followed by honey, very sweet honey, wafting flavor that danced around my mouth, came through my nose, and had a pleasant overall feel to it. That is good. You have another one? She shook her head. No, more than that, you'll be bouncing off the walls all night. That's enough. I shrugged. Fine. Went back to drinking my soda. What about those brownies? In a sec. They have to cool down. Oh, okay. She smiled, sat back in her position, and then began. You find yourself on a grassy hill. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, 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 DM. Sorry. Uh, but weren't we in Waterdeep? Yes, you were in Waterdeep, but you're not now. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Continue, continue. Just, you know, because I got to write the notes. Got to write the notes. Everybody stared at him. All right, all right. Shit. I won't interrupt. Sorry. Fuck. She continued. You find yourself on a grassy hill. The sky is brilliant blue. There's a warm wind that kisses your cheeks. There's a scent of salt in the air. You hear the distant gulls of seagulls, and everything feels surreal 
and peaceful. I was smiling. Images whirled in my mind. I pictured a beautiful beach with water that was purple in color. Why is the water purple? I wondered to myself. I could smell and taste the air. I could feel the breeze blowing through my hair. Damn, what was in that drink? I was somewhat aware that there was suddenly the brownie in my hand, and I absentmindedly nibbled at it as she continued. Off in the distance, you see clouds gathering, but these clouds are different than normal. These clouds have an ominous feel to them. I waited. As she did, the brownies dissolved in my mouth. The warm, thick center. Some kind of a fudge? No, a caramel. No, no, that's not right either. Something different, though, but pleasant. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it, and it wasn't a chocolate flavor. flavor. It was something different. Huh. Okay. Whatever. Just go with it, Fred. I did. I blinked my eyes as I stared across at Shane, and behind him, the wall seemed to be somewhat translucent, and I could see the beach. I could see the clouds as she described them. Off in the distance, I saw a cluster of seagulls flying, with one very large thing flying nearby. The seagulls didn't seem to mind, and so I just shrugged it off and said, well, if the normal animals are not afraid of it, then why should I be? few seconds later, I looked down, and my sweatsuit was gone. I had on chainmail. I had my colors, purple, gray, and black. There was a mace that hung heavy at my hips. I grabbed it, lifted it, moved it around, and it felt so real. I stared up again where Shane was sitting, and he was gone, and the only thing that was there was the beach and those clouds. I heard a sound behind me, and I spun, mace still in my hand. A large warrior stood there, towering, almost eight feet in height. What the hell? he said. His voice was deep. It was a growl, but... There was a something familiar to the voice. Shane? Fred? What the fuck's going on, dude? Um, maybe she gave us a really good fucking brownie, if you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think so. What the literal fuck is going on? We both looked. A very small man was standing there, wiry. Holy shit. Gary? Haha, <laughs> in the flesh, I guess? What the fuck, dude? Where did, where's Danny? Over here. We looked. There was a shrub in a tree. Danny, for whatever reason, was hanging out of the fucking tree. Dude, what? What the hell? I walked over. Shane effortlessly reached up 
lifted our, our friend and put him on the ground. Danny was probably the only one that resembled his true life self. He stood at 5'11", slim build, and he had a beard, although this beard was a lot more wild and gray, and he looked a lot older, and his facial features were somewhat different, but we could tell that it was Danny. Uh, well, what do you guys think? I asked. Well, we all ate the brownies. Holy shit, you think she fucking drugged us? Wait, I don't think drugs work like this, guys, because... Uh, we shouldn't all be hallucinating the same fucking thing, right? And we shouldn't be hallucinating as our characters, right? I asked, not sure of the answer myself. Uh, I don't know, but maybe that has the answer? Danny said, pointing. We all turned and looked. There was a chest sitting in the sand, and it was open. Inside, we saw gear, and we saw backpacks, and we saw other stuff. Okay, fuck it. Let's go. We walked over. I glanced inside. I knew which backpack was mine. It felt right. I grabbed it, slung it on my shoulder, and it it was right. The rest grabbed the gear as they felt was appropriate to their particular characters, and we stood there, staring at each other. At the bottom of the chest, after we had gathered up all of our gear, was a note, written very clearly. Shane, what does it say? He reached down and grabbed it, scratched his face. I can't fucking read. Oh shit, that's right. Your character is kind of dumb. He doesn't know how to read. Hey man, watch it, fucker. He knows how to swing a sword. Why don't you read it, Fred? Yeah, that's true. I know how to... Okay, just give it to me. I read it. It said, Players, I know this must feel a little odd, but trust me, there was no other way I needed you guys to go into the game and retrieve an item for me. In your backpacks, you'll find all the gear you need. Everything is accounted for. I looked at it. On the back side was a map. It showed where we were. As we could see, clearly there was a beach. And then, roughly maybe five or ten miles, I couldn't tell because there was no way to actually gauge since there was no measurements on it. But due west was what appeared to be a large tower. On it, it had said, Dark Garrison. Okay, so there's a garrison that we have to go to. It's clearly marked on the map. Pretty obvious what we had to do. Alright, so we have to go to the garrison, and it looks like inside of this garrison... There is something that we need to get. I don't know what it is. It's not clearly put on the instructions here. And it's not marked on the map. Or is it? Said Danny with a smile. What? Remember we did that one adventure? And then we found 
the treasure map, but on the treasure map, there was a hidden set of signals that we had to decipher and use something with. Yeah, you had to do something with some fucking tadpoles. You had to get some water and some other shit, and then we had to hold it up to the moonlight. Exactly, exactly. But I got a feeling. Let me see that. I handed it to him. What do you mean you have a feeling? I don't know. It's just I have a feeling I might see something on us that you don't. Oh, understood. I understood exactly what he was talking about. I know, player knowledge. But it seemed like that's what we needed here. A little bit of player knowledge, right? We were somehow in the game. Okay. What do you see? You looked at it. Yeah, there's extra stuff here, guys. Looks like we're supposed to get a gym. Um, I can't make out the name of the gym. That's in something looks older. It's a weird symbol, though, but everything before and after says big fucking gym. Okay, does it say anything about a guardian or a password or anything else? Right not. Fuck. Okay, so who's going to lead our little berry, merry band of uh, adventurers here? Because... I'm a cleric. All I do is heal shit. When I said heal shit, everybody's eyes got wide. Hey, uh, hey guys, um, I got a question. So, you know, we play the game, right? And a lot of times we get kind of fucked up. This time it's going to hurt, huh? We got quiet. Thought about that. It's one thing when you play a game with your imagination. It's another thing entirely... When you're in the body of your character. I had been impaled in one adventure. I had my fingers broken one by one by a very nasty kobold in another. And I had been trampled by three horses in another. Fuck. You're right. You know what? Uh, I can feel spells in my head, but I'm going to pray. I need, I need to be alone for about just, just give me a few minutes. I sat down behind that tree, listening to the ocean, centering myself, and I began to pray. And I caught myself. I was praying to the Father, not to the All-Father. Shit! This is going to be fucking hard. I cleared my mind. All right, get in character. Get in character, fucker. You can do this. And then I started to pray. I felt a warmth cover my body. The, uh, the sound of the ocean filled me. I could feel the gaze of my God. And as I prayed, I felt the spells in my mind. Now I was really paranoid. I didn't do some of the other combat spells that I had done in the past. Instead, this time, I filled up completely with healing spells. Just healing. When I was done, I stood. I went back over and stared at Danny. Are you prepped up with all your spells? Yeah, these some bitches are trying to jump out of my fucking head. It's really, really kind of distracting. You? Yeah, it feels like when you eat a lot of food and you get super full and you get sleepy, but it's like... I feel that in my brain. Yeah. Mine hurts like fire, though. Are you heavy on fire? 
Yeah, I got like three fireballs ready. Like when you say ready, like are they like on the tip of your tongue ready? Yeah, and I got all of my pouches on my hip. Like I already know which ones I need to pull and these check this out. This won't cost a spell to pop, but let me show you this finger movement. And he took his hands out and he began to twist them and trace things in the air. And I nodded. I understood what he was trying to explain. There were things that we never understood as we played the game. As we played the game, we would simply blurt out, I cast a fireball. And that was that. Or I said I would use heal light wounds. And then miraculously our friends would feel better. But now, in the game, as it was our real life, well, everything had a totally different dynamic to it. All right, let's get going. Sun's going down. Yeah, it is. Let's go. We began walking. All of us lost in our thoughts. None of us wanting to say anything. We were all scared, though. I knew it the first time we startled a rabbit and it ran down a bush and suddenly we were all standing there combat positions ready to rock and roll we were really jumpy we were scared shitless but at least our characters our muscle memory and everything else that were part of our characters knew what to do we got this guys you guys check out all your new gear each one nodded i reached up i touched the amulet around my neck I felt its warmth. It was calming to me. It felt like it was safety incarnate, if that makes any sense. I never I never really had a chance to ask you guys as we walked. What were some of the gears you guys got? Gary smiled, pulled out a dagger. I got a little vorpal dagger. What? A vorpal dagger? What kind of head are you going to cut off? A dickhead? Well, yeah, you know, it's will cut through anything with a natural 20. Hey, how does that fucking work? We looked at each other. Fuck, I guess we just actually fucking attack. And if we hit, we'll get our mind. I guess we'll just laugh and say, that must have been a natural 20. Or a number one. We looked at him. Yeah, let's let's keep it with the 20s, okay? Yeah, okay, I guess. All right. So we kept walking. As we did, Shane patted his back. There was a big shield back there. You got a new shield? Yep. I don't know what it does, though. It was called a shield of reflecting. I didn't get a chance to look it up or research it because we got going really quick, but I guess it reflects something. All right. What about you, Danny? Uh, I had a parchment. I I got a scroll. I didn't have a chance to really look at it, but there was two scrolls that were marked on the paper. Um, I don't know what they are, though. Can you study it while we're walking? He thought about it. No. I'd have to be back in my sanctum. It takes weeks to transcribe it into my book. So, if I start reading them, they're going to go. They're going to they're going to fire off this paper. All right, well, shit. I guess if things get really weird, you might have to glance and see what they are. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Shane smiled and said, "Well, 
uh, normally, since I'm a dum-dum as a player, I mean as a character, uh, I wouldn't even propose this. But as a history teacher uh, with a lot of background in military strategy, perhaps I could lead us on this. I shrugged. I don't give a shit, dude. If you want to take point on this, that's fine with me. All right. So I think what we'll do is I'll take point. I'll be in the front. And um, we'll have Gary next to me in case there's doors so he can check for traps and things of that nature. And then you and Danny will be behind us off to the side. If anything happens uh, from the back, you come forward. Um, Danny, and we'll let Fred guard our rear. Okay, sounds like a plan. So we understood our marching order. We understood what, who was going to be responsible for what. And then we got near the top of the ledge, uh, the edge of the hill, where we would have a good vantage point of the garrison. And we all paused, dropped instantly to the ground. And I'm pretty sure the smell of shit that was prevalent in the air was our collective shit pie that we must have all created as we had all seen the same thing at the garrison are you fucking serious <sighs> i know what do you guys think there's no fucking way okay there's no way i counted at least 25 i nodded did you see the giants fuck yeah those are the first things i saw what was she thinking that place is fucking ridiculous we all looked at Gary dude you need to be able to go there and get more information you know if I get fucking caught I don't want a giant stick up my ass really that's that's your go to not torture or anything else well wouldn't that be a form of torture can you heal my butthole if that happens as a matter of fact, yeah, I can. Shane raised his hand. Look, we need to know what's over there. Anybody got spells? I could pray. I can pray. I can ask my God one question. But it would be good to kind of save that for something really, really important. Well, I don't really want to face down some fucking giants. So, I think now would be a good time to ask that question. You think? Yeah. Okay. Fine. I sat. Closed my eyes. I could feel eyes on me. But not eyes of my friends. I could feel the eyes of my God on me. I asked him. What is the best route to get to our objective with the lead amount, least amount of resistance. I knew this angered my god because he was a war god. He would want as many bodies dedicated to him as possible. But he must have took pity upon me, understanding the plight that I was actually in, and in my mind, a resolution to the problem at hand presented itself. Oh shit. What? There's a tunnel. There's a tunnel. If we go back that way, there's a tunnel that leads up to the garrison from the bottom. So then we have to go all the way to the top? No. 
No, the gym is all the way in the bottom of the garrison, so we won't have to fight our way through to get down to it. We could take the tunnel straight to it. Okay, I sense a butt. I nodded. Oh yeah, there's a butt. What? It's guarded. Well, of course. Guarded by what? The only thing that the Allfather presented to me was a split-second image in my mind of this abomination. Ooh, that's a fucked-up word. Abomination? Yeah. Okay, how big? Uh, bigger than you, I said to Shane. Okay, anything we know about it? Well, other than as big, it was armed. It had four arms, looked like it had about maybe three heads, and it had a tail with a really bad set of spikes on it. What the fuck is that? Like I said, it's a fucking abomination. It's a mixture of different things, it looked like. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think fighting one thing like that is going to be immensely easier than fighting through all of those things only to have to fight that thing at the end. I couldn't help argue with that logic. I agree. What about you, Gary? Yeah, I agree. One is, is better. I think one is better. But you know, it's probably going to be trapped the whole way. Of course. I trapped the fuck out of it. What about you, Danny? Yeah. One, one, one is, one is good. One is good. All right. Okay. Let's do this. Shane said with a heavy sigh. All right. I'll lead us to the, the tunnel. I know exactly where it's at. I could feel it. It's pulling to me. I followed, and as we walked down, we found a large iron gate. Okay. All right, Gary, you're up. Gary crouched and looked at it. It was indeed locked. Huh. No traps. This is a really complicated lock. Can you do it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Give me a second. He pulled out some picks and started working at it and five seconds later we heard a satisfying clink. There we go. He took the latch off, dropped the lock in the chain, pulled the door open. I fully expected it to squeak and groan and make some kind of noise, but it didn't. It opened silently, smoothly, which set the hairs on the back of my neck on alert. You guys find that odd? I said. All of us nodded. The rest of them nodded and looked at me. Yeah, I expected it to groan or make some kind of... This thing fucking more better than a door at home. Huh. Almost seems like this is a trap. I said. Probably. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Alright. You're at it, Gary. Go for it. Gary moved quickly but slowly with purpose and as he did he kept finding different things and then he would scrouch and he would pull tools from his pouch and he would do things and he'd say disabled secured we're good keep moving he was on a mission we got probably 200 yards down 
and the darkness that surrounded us was so pervasive, so heavy. There was a cool wetness in the air, a dank, sour smell, mold maybe, or other funguses. I was about to ask if Danny could do a light spell when suddenly mushrooms around us started to glow. Well, that's fucking convenient. Very, I said to myself, but still aloud. We continued, found ourselves in front of a huge door. Well, what do you think? Uh, this one has no locks on it, guys. The hinges are weird, too. Fuck. He looked back at Danny. You're going to have to bust a knock spell. Yeah, I got one. Only one. Well, fuck. Use it on this one. He nodded. He stepped forward. He made several passes in the air and pulled out a little something from a pouch. and It smelled like cinnamon. Pinched it. It flashed for a moment. And then the door swung open. He smiled. Suddenly, a harpoon shot out, impaling him and sending him flying back to be swallowed by the darkness beyond the mushrooms. I screamed out, Danny! Running after his body. But as I did, there was no body to be found. Fuck! I went back to the others. Mace out. It glowed. Guys, I can't find his fucking body. Worry about it after. We got a bigger problem. He wasn't kidding. Something was thundering towards us. A large shape. Somewhat obscured in the shadows. Suddenly the mushrooms went dark. Only thing we had to go off of was a thudding sound. I heard Shane scream. And I heard the metal clang against something. Buck, 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 buck. I worked. I had a light spell too, but I hadn't prayed for it, and I cursed myself. I know I loaded it up with all the healing, and perhaps I cursed myself. I had been too cautious. I hadn't memorized and prayed for other spells that would have been useful. So I fumbled, and I did have one item in my possession, in my backpack, something I very rarely use, but it was a buckle, and it was a magical buckle. Whenever evil was near... It would glow. The more evil something was, the brighter it would glow. I hoped and feared at the same time, whatever this thing was, it was indeed evil. As I fished my backpack and found the buckle, it wasn't hard to find as it was shining bright. Very bright. I put it on my left arm, braced, held it high enough to illuminate. Danny, now with a clear sight of the thing that Shane was fighting, yelled out, Give me room! Give me room! Fire in the hole! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Shane did an amazing backflip, rolled, dove towards us just as a fireball launched over his head, emblazing the thing in front of us, which screamed out as its body was emblazed with fire, engulfed. You will die, it screamed. I jumped in, swung my mace hard, connected with the abdomen, hit something 
heard something crack. Shane threw something, and I saw one of the heads lop back and realized it was some kind of a small hatchet. I had never seen his character use it before. Or recalled, anyway. What the fuck was that? Something I had. I didn't really think I was ever going to use it, but there you go. Now move so I can get in. I leaned to my left, and he slid past me, low on the ground. He swung his sword up, aiming for the thing's nuts. Good move on his part, I thought. It made contact. Blood poured down, covering his entire body as the thing screamed out in agony. Again, I swung. This time I aimed for its knee. Connected, shattered the kneecap. It fell forward. It was about that moment I saw a blue, shimmering glow behind us. Imp little daggers, little blades shot forth, hitting the head of the thing. As it fell, it fell past us, slammed onto the ground, and laid there. We didn't waste any time thinking and wondering if it was a dead. We kept attacking and bashing the thing. By the time we were done... It was a bunch of bits and pieces of large body parts and blood and gore everywhere. We nodded. We had killed the abomination. But we had paid a great cost. We wondered. Oh, fuck me. I fucked up. Sorry, guys. I made a big faux pas there. Actually, the, char the, the character that got impaled and shot past everybody was, uh, was the thief, Gary, not the mage. Sorry. Continuing. So we looked back, wondering where our friend had gone, but decided we needed to push forward. As we turned back past the abomination, we heard clapping. The man stood before us. He had a black cloak on. Tendrils of energy flowed around him. There was an icy coldness that emanated from his body. I looked at Danny. Is he magical? He nodded. He sneered. It's a fucking necromancer. How do you know? I can. I just know, okay? Watch out. Don't let him touch you. Necromancer. Is he undead? You would know better than me. I nodded. I pulled my mace, raised it in the sky, towards the sky, raised it up, and I called to my god. Turn back, foul fiend, I yelled. There was a light that blasted from my body, and it danced around him for the briefest of moments and had no effect. No, he's not undead. He's alive. What are you here for? We're here for the gym. I said, then you will die. He charged, which was odd. We would not expect the necromancer to charge us, especially with a big eight-foot-tall warrior between us and him. He came. Shane swung a mighty swing. Unfortunately, the chamber we were in was a little too narrow he did not expect the roof was as low as it was, so at the highest part of his arc, his sword stuck into the roof. Fuck, he said. The thing came forward and hit my friend. Shane fell to his side, screaming. 
Are you okay? I yelled out. Yeah, fuck. Don't let him touch you. Yeah, that's good fucking advice. This shit fucking hurts. Get him. It was at that moment. Another set of the blue glow and darts shot past me. And it hit the man and he fell. Screaming. He lay there for a moment and he laughed. I see. Melissa has sent more this time. What'd you say? I said, staring at him. I said, Melissa said more this time. What do you know about her? She sent me long ago. But she didn't warn me about the gem and the power it possessed. Now the gem controls me. Bullshit, I said. What's your fucking name? Peter. Huh, Shane said. Peter and Puffer. No, Peter. Peter Smith. We all paused. Wait a minute. That name sounds familiar. Peter Smith. Wait a minute. Did you live in Seattle? Yeah, I did. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait. Did you go to college? And do you drive a red Mazda truck? Yeah. Oh, shit, you vanished. There was like a whole bunch of stuff around the school. People were looking. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, Melissa likes to find different people and send them through. You guys aren't the first. I was probably the second. I didn't die, but I belong and serve the gym. What the fuck, then? Look, I don't want to kill you. The gym is trying to force me. What are you supposed to do? I looked back at Danny. What are we supposed to do? You saw the, the, the parchment. What did it say? There were some words on it. We're supposed to say by the gym. Words? The necromancer looked with something different in his eyes. Instead of anger and hatred, there was hope. What words? Danny walked over cautiously, showed him the paper. She didn't give me those when I came. Maybe that's new. Maybe, maybe I can be free. Okay, so we have a truce? Yeah, we have a truce for now. Okay, well, let's go then. Where is it at? You don't have to go far. He reached behind him, pulled out a massive fucking stone. Do I want to know where that was? I said, trying to lighten the mood. It was in my back. It was embedded in my back. It hurts. I could heal that, I said. No, you can't. Do the words. I looked back at Danny. Do it. He started to say the words. There was a lot of calamity. There was a large noise and the calamity started to fill our ears and mind. Don't stop, I said. Yes, focus. Something's happening. The gym was glowing brightly. I had a bad feeling. I was very nervous. What the fuck, 
I said. Don't stop. Danny continued. The words got louder. I had saw a section he pointed at. I couldn't see it, but he could. How long are the words? I yelled as the wind began to hail, get louder and louder around us. Almost done. He continued. Yes, yes, yes. There was a brilliant flash. I felt my body tearing, burning. I screamed. I saw my friends and I saw the necromancer. He was starting to break apart. I cast one of my healing spells on him. The bits that had been disintegrating off of him began to reconstitute on him, reform his skin. He nodded and smiled. I did the rest. Same. Heals. Heals. Finally, I got to the last one myself. I healed myself. And then there was a brilliant flash. And then there was darkness. It felt like I was free-falling. And it got very, very quiet. Suddenly, I found myself in my bed. I looked around. My clothes was folded neatly and I had, everything looked fine. Hell, did I dream all of that? Was that a dream? My phone chimed. I looked. It was a message from Shane. His message read, Dude, what the fuck happened? I replied back. I don't know. Do you remember the necromancer in the gym? He replied, Yeah. I'm texting Melissa. I waited. As I did, I sat up. I got out of bed, went to the bathroom, and as I looked in the mirror, there, wrapped around my neck, was my amulet, still there, warm. The message came through again. I looked at it. The message from Shane said, She says thank you. Peter says thanks as well. And I looked at the mirror, and I wondered, what would happen if I pushed the button? All right. That's where we're going to end it. Uh, recovery, Peter and Puffer, Necromancer, Dungeon Master, Tadpole, Malicious, Calamity, Addiction, Garrison, and Abomination. So we got all the words in. I went a little over, but there was really no way to speed a lot of that up. So anyway... That uh, is kind of uh, paying respect to um, The Sleeping Dragon, which was a story I read years ago. I believe it was Fred Saberhagen, where a bunch of uh, characters, a bunch of players got together and um, they got transported into the, the game that they were all role-playing. Uh, but unfortunately for them, they didn't have their gear. <laughs> The mage, when he woke up, sent a fireball, uh, not a fireball, but a lightning bolt and destroyed the the crate with all of the gear and everything else. And so they had to, you know, go on this big epic adventure to figure shit out. And, you know, that was that. So um, anyway, that is uh, the story. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, D&D was fun. I enjoyed playing it as well. Um, I've had a lot of people that have asked to play again. And I don't know. There, there, might, there may be a way at some point I might do that, but for right now, I don't know. 
I don't know. We're just have to have fun doing shit like this and pretend that, you know, whatever we're, we're inside of some fantasy world or whatnot, but that's it for now. So I hope you guys enjoyed this session by players. I hope you enjoy this adventure and, uh, you know, this could continue cause he's got an, word of recall on that amulet and what if he hits it is he gonna go back so i don't know but it's a fun little little story and uh that's gonna be it we didn't have a whole lot of folks in here so we had to improvise a little bit and you know if it keeps ending up being like this with not that many people then um i don't know we might have to figure something out because uh i don't like to use the random word generators and stuff like that i kind of depend more on you guys giving me words so uh, next week, just kind of come with, I don't know, maybe three, three words just to be on the safe side, but, uh, that's going to be it for now. Uh, again, I appreciate the guys that come and, uh, throw some words and stuff at me. Really appreciate it. And I really enjoy these, uh, these episodes and that's going to be it for now. All right, guys, I will see you guys next week. Thanks. Stop.